Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team podcast. I'm Coach Dean Roberts, and I am podcasting solo today for the first time. Paula has been under the weather, and she's recovering from a scratchy throat and a cough, and just wasn't up to participating in the podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing some thoughts and getting her feedback on the content later on. But while we're talking about my lovely wife and co-coach, although she has been under the weather, she has not missed a day in her running streak. So the streak lives on just a little bit over 100 days, I guess close to 120 days into the streak. She is a very strong woman, and you may have already known that because she ran the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon to the point where her leg broke in two. So definitely a strong woman and a strong athlete. Prayers that she will be fully recovered soon and will join me on the next podcast. So we typically start off talking about how our training is going. And as you may know, I have been dealing with a foot injury. It has been diagnosed as peroneal tendonitis, which is a pain just a little bit below the ankle bone on the outside of the right foot. I've seen a physical therapist. I've seen uh, my normal orthopedic doctor who did an x-ray and an MRI. And then I was referred to another orthopedic who has a specialty in feet. And he determined the same thing as the other, which is that I have inflammation around the perineal tendon. But this second doctor has been very aggressive. I was injected with three shots of an anti-inflammatory and prescribed oral anti-inflammatories and suggested that I use a topical anti-inflammatory as well as resuming aggressive physical therapy to knock this out of the way so I can resume normal training. But I have been swimming and I have been cycling and I've been continuing to do my strength training. Speaking of which, the strength training routine that I've been doing has been at the local health club and I use a series of machines. And because I only do it once, maybe twice a week, I try to do a full body workout. And I use machines rather than free weights because I want to isolate particular muscles in the safest way possible. But I was discussing my strength training routine with my physical therapist, who is also a strength training coach. And he has recommended I mix things up a little bit. 
what I've been doing is for each machine 20 reps at a weight that I'm comfortable with as a warm-up and then two sets of five reps at a weight that challenges me. So some of the feedback that he gave me was twofold. One is you don't want to ever lift weights to the point where you could not do two more reps. And there are some machines where I have exceeded that and I was really struggling, maybe to the point of compromising my form, even though I was on a machine to finish that last rep. So that's really good feedback to have. And so I will be lowering the weight. But the second piece of feedback he suggested, as an endurance athlete, he is suggesting that I not do two sets of five reps, but rather focus on higher reps, lower weight, but still getting to that point where I could do two more, but not any more than that. So the next time I go to do my strength routine, which is already taking well over an hour, I'm going to mix it up, lower the weight, and do two sets of high reps and see how that goes. But my primary objective in strength training is to prepare myself for future race-specific training, swim, bike, run, in the safest way possible. I have no interest in bulking up, which brings me to a tangent. Our daughter Bethany is on the board of the local Boys and Girls Club, and she let us know that the Boys and Girls Club is having a superhero 5K in the month of May. I may not be able to run, but as a family, we are going to dress like the Incredibles. So maybe I do need to bulk up a little bit if I'm going to pull that off. Or maybe I'll just get some padding to put under an extra large red shirt with the incredible logo on it. Or maybe I'll just wear a t-shirt. Anyway, it'll be fun doing that as a family and supporting a very good cause. So back to strength training. have no interest in getting larger. I just want to be stronger and hopefully increase bone health as well. And being in a recovery cycle from an injury, great time to focus on strength, just like with our athletes coming off of a big race when there is a lot of time before the next big race. It's great to incorporate strength training to lay a great foundation for future challenging race-specific training. In the last podcast, I brought up the concept of random news nuggets. So I have some random news nuggets I'd like to share in this podcast. In the news, there was an announcement that Wahoo is buying or has bought the online cycling platform RGT, which is a much smaller platform than Zwift, but it will be really interesting to see how that platform is developed with the finances and the the pro relationships that Wahoo has. It'd be great to see some competition in the online cycling space. More to come on that. I'll be interested to know 
if my Zwift enthusiast brother, Harry Roberts, gives it a try, or maybe he's tried it before, but I may have to get him back on the podcast for his take on that. So something else in the news recently was a article about an issue with Fitbit smartwatches and a potential fire hazard. So if you are the owner of a Fitbit smartwatch, you may want to investigate whether your watch is impacted by the recall or the safety concerns over the wrist being burned or potentially starting a fire. That's pretty scary, especially if you're like me and you wear your watch 24-7. So while you're sleeping, certainly wouldn't want to have your wrist catch on fire while you're asleep or anytime for that matter. Another interesting item in the news recently was the Snapchat Pixie. Now, I'm not a user of Snapchat, but this device is a very small drone with a camera that you could potentially use to follow you around, hover above you, and take selfies, hands-free selfies. What do you think about that? Being followed by a drone to capture all of life's moments. I could see that being really cool in a training session, but I can't see that being very practical in a race setting because may have other people with their Snapchat pixie drones following along, taking photos, and they bump into each other, which reminds me of the Boston Dynamics robot dog. Just an amazing product, and it's going to be interesting to see the practical applications for that. Right now, I believe the Robot Dog Spot is his name. It's very expensive, but to have a way of addressing complex or safety-sensitive issues in difficult terrain is just a really advantageous for those FEMA instances or industries that deal in hazardous environments. But it might be interesting at some point to see if there are spot dog races. You just never know. On the shoe front, I saw an announcement this week that Ultra is coming out with their first super shoe to compete with all the other major vendors with their carbon-plated shoes. And Ultra's version is called the Vanish Carbon. And it's got the wider toe box. It's got the zero drop. And so it'll be interesting to see how that takes off, especially for the trail running community that tends to go towards the zero drop type shoes. And this upcoming weekend is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day in advance to all the mothers out there. It is also the weekend for the Ironman 2021 World Championship in St. George. And I've been talking about this for a little while. I'm really looking forward to the competition. And it's uh, it's going to be an exciting course. I kind of wish it wasn't over Mother's Day weekend. Because I would like to camp out 
in front of Facebook Iron Man Live and watch it from start to finish and take notes and cover that on a future podcast. But we shall see how the Mother's Day weekend transpires. Uh, Being considerate of my lovely wife and mother of my children is more important than being able to watch that event live. But we shall see. It'll be available on tape delay as well. But some of the athletes that I'm interested in watching in the Ironman World Championship, uh, Sam Long, the predominant USA athlete on the starting line. He was covered in a YouTube video that Lionel Sanders produced this last week. And apparently, Sam and a car collided in an intersection. Apparently, Sam was going through the intersection and the car thought that they could make it through the intersection before Sam and his fast-moving bicycle collided, but that did not happen. And according to what Sam describes, he rolled over on the back of the vehicle and came away with just some scrapes and bruises, nothing broken. But he was quite fired up in that video. Thankfully, he is good to go, and hopefully that will not impact his performance. Maybe it'll fuel him to push that extra bit to be on the podium. Also, Cameron Wirth. Interesting that he was in Perry roubaix just a couple weeks ago now, which is considered the greatest single-day classic race in pro cycling with all the cobbles. And to be cycling at that level on a pro team and still having the time for swimming and running, that's just incredible. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares in the pro field. Certainly he should be one of the strongest on the bikes. And and that only serves to help the other cyclists to catch those who are the strongest swimmers. Then also saw something just today about a new bike that BMC and Red Bull have partnered on with Fabio Cancellero helping in the design. And it's going to be ridden by Patrick Nielsen at the Ironman World Championship in St. George. So that'll be its debut. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And it reminds me again of the tire pressure technology that is going to be used in the Tour de France by one of the teams, Team DSM. That technology on the bikes is going to keep advancing and advancing and athletes are going to get faster and hopefully more more safety will be incorporated into the bikes from a nutrition standpoint as well as from a handling standpoint. And the shoe technology on the running side just keeps getting better. And then on the swimming front, especially this year in St. George, the water temperatures are going to be conducive to a wetsuit. So big advantage to those weaker swimmers to help them 
be close to the lead swimmers coming out of the water going into T1. And then obviously the two Norwegians will be favorites at the Ironman World Championship. Gustav Eden and Christian Blumenfeld. If I had to pick between those two, who I would think is the favorite, I would say Gustav Eden. It seems like Christian Blumenfeld has his good days and his bad days, and he certainly can outperform the rest on a good day, but will he have a good day this upcoming weekend in St. George? And then Lionel Sanders. Nobody works harder than Lionel Sanders, and coming off of a an amazing performance at Oceanside 70.3, where he ran a 108 half. Just incredible. It's going to be an amazing race to watch. And then on the ladies' side, Annie Hogg, who won the Ironman World Championship in 2019. She will certainly be one of the favorites. And Daniela Reef, who's always strong at the World Championship, hasn't had the best racing performances of late but you can never count her out and then cat uh, matthews should be in the mix and heather jackson sky munch it's going to be exciting also on the women's side and you just never know what to expect in saint george between the water conditions and the the heat the incredible climbs on the bike and on the run it's going to be really awesome looking forward to watching it and sharing feedback on the podcast in a upcoming recording another person of interest in the ironman world championship is melody cronenberg who is the oldest female age grouper at age 73 she started triathlon at the age of 54 So you're not too old to start being a triathlete. She's competed in 27 Ironman events. And I hope that I am able to be competitive in less than 20 years when I reach her age. So kudos to her. Um, Somebody else to keep in mind on on the men's side is Alistair Brownlee. Again, you never know what kind of day he's going to have, but... Him making the move from the ITU up to the long distance, he has certainly shown that he can be competitive, but can he hang on to the finish line? All right, so shifting gears from the news, I wanted to talk about the mental aspect of training and competition. As coaches, we can prescribe activities, workouts, to help athletes improve their body in a race-specific manner. We can also recommend strength training, exercises, nutrition, daily nutrition, pre-race nutrition, race nutrition, post-race nutrition. There are a lot of things that we can help athletes with. One area that is not as easy to coach is the mental aspect of competition. Endurance athletes crave pushing their limits for a long period of time. Maybe a long period of time is a a 5K, which 
for some that may be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And it could go all the way up to a full distance Ironman, which might be 17 hours. So we crave pushing our limits. But how do we train our mind to recognize, to overcome the discomfort that our body endures? It's not easy. Steve Prefontaine is known for his ability to push himself harder than anyone else. Lionel Sanders is known for pushing himself in practice and in competition harder than anyone else. Or at least it seems that way. But how do you train yourself to do that? It's like anything else. You have to incorporate the mental aspect in every practice, in every workout, in every race. When you reach that point where you want to give up, you want to slow down, you have to take that opportunity to expand your limits and go another 30 seconds, go another minute, go another hour, whatever the the case might be. And as you push your mental capabilities, you're also stretching your physical capabilities so that you're able to push more with less effort or less discomfort in the future. So we had an athlete recently, and I'm not going to mention the name, but she was in a competition and someone beat her that had never beat her before. And she was quite upset in a good way that that was not going to happen again. And so she was very motivated. And in the next opportunity to race against this individual, she went out like a bandit, which is not always the best strategy. Uh, She likes to say she went out full boogie. And although she went out harder than we would have recommended, she had the mental fortitude the motivation, the determination that today was the day that she was going to push her limits and not allow this person to beat her again. With that motivation of having been beaten, she set a new personal best in this event. So what is your motivation? What is it that inspires you to push yourself harder than you've ever pushed before? For me, when I was training to qualify for the Ironman World Championship, I was pushing myself hard in practice. I was pushing myself hard on race days. I've had that self-motivation to reach that big goal. And there was some motivation on race day to be aware of others in my age group and try to cross the finish line before them. It wasn't all about time. Certainly in practice, where you know a lot of Ironman athletes do their training by themselves because it's so voluminous and so specific to the individual's needs that really the only thing you have to compete against is the clock or your power meter. But on race day, with all the athletes around, you can certainly fuel off of what others are doing. 
I've always thought that races should put bibs on the back of athletes indicating what age group they are in. Because how do you know? How do you know in a big race? We have an athlete competing in the Indianapolis 500 Festival half marathon this upcoming weekend. And traditionally, there's 30,000 people in that event. Most people are racing against the clock or just to finish or just for the experience of being on the Indianapolis 500 track. But if you're racing against other competitors for an age group award, how do you know who those people are? I think it would be great motivation for competitive athletes if they could easily tell who they were competing against. So race directors out there, consider incorporating that into your future events. But kudos back to our athlete who found something that motivated her. And it's important as coaches and as athletes to figure out what that spark is that will challenge you to that next level. We've got another athlete who has ambitions of qualifying for a, a future event. I'm not going into any detail, but he has yet to find that spark that will push him beyond his limits. So we're still working on finding that trigger, and there's still a few weeks left before uh, he will be in the, the competition that he really needs to excel in. So hopefully we will hone in on what that trigger is and he will be at peak performance and he will reach his big goals in a few weeks. And speaking of big goals, it's, it's rewarding being coaches and working with such a diverse set of athletes. We onboarded an athlete this week who has the goal of finishing the Chicago Marathon before the cutoff. Now, the cutoff for the Chicago Marathon, which me and Paula and several other RYR endurance team athletes plan on participating in, the cutoff is six and a half hours. That translates to about 15 minutes a mile. So for some athletes, some runners, that may seem like a very easy goal. But every athlete starts somewhere. And every athlete has their gifts, their abilities, and their struggles. And so we're excited to partner with this new athlete to help her get to a fitness level, a confidence level, where she is ready to more than succeed in Chicago. I'd like to close with just a couple of other newsworthy items. There was information leaked from the Supreme Court that, that the justices have enough votes to overturn Roe v. Wade. And what a wonderful outcome that would be if we could free our nation from the murder of unborn children. Prayers go out to the Supreme Court justices that they will listen to their hearts and align themselves with God's plan, then it will be up to the individual states 
to decide and hopefully all states will also recognize the need to eliminate abortion. And then also on Thursday of this week, which will be May the 5th, it will be the National Day of Prayer. And oh, what a wonderful day it would be if Roe v. Wade were overturned on the National Day of Prayer. But as a individual, as a husband, as a dad, as a coach, as a son, there are so many things in this life where I need prayer for myself and for others and for our community, for our church, for our nation. So I hope that you will take some time out of your busy schedule, whether you gather with others to celebrate the National Day of Prayer, or if you just spend a little bit of extra time in your quiet place, or as you're driving down the road, or with your family. Spend a few extra minutes in prayer, calling out to our Heavenly Father for His forgiveness, for His guidance, and for the healing of our land. And with that, I'd like to close with the scripture, Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We need to acknowledge our sins. We need to turn from our sinful ways and we need to acknowledge the love of our Heavenly Father and His willingness to forgive us through the precious blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.